self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are conversation con artists what's going on people it's your boy mr on point and i am sick and tired of robert kelly oh lord also known as calamity red all right um i guess we're gonna be talking about robert kelly we're gonna have to talk about robert kelly well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And I can be found at Red underscore Calamity. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and send us a message that way. Um, but I think we're going to start with the poetry. Yes. Let's do it. Is it my turn to go first? Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Nike. Oh, nigga. Uh, okay, so this one's called A Love Note. And this is actually a poem that I wrote to myself as opposed to somebody else. So, I love you. Even on your baddest of days, all of who you are, even love your worstest of ways. And even when it's the wrong way down a one way street, even as I watch you collide with all whom you meet because I know that you don't always want to follow the crowd and sometimes on your path conformity isn't allowed and I'm proud because this wasn't always the case and I prefer this version of you and not the one that would waste time trying to fit into a mold of a person you never were or ever would be see it's told that the road less travel isn't always the wrong path and if you can't love who you are how can you have the audacity to ask that of someone else You see, I've loved you all the time, but you didn't love yourself, which meant you couldn't love me. But I kept cheering for you. And with time, I truly hoped you'd find what I already knew. In this life, there'll be a few who love the person that you are, but never as much as I. Some may be close, but still oh so far. All that I need is for you to love me back. And let no one come between us. Let no one person have an impact on this love in purest form, this love that's honestly true. And if you forget... I'll be in the mirror to remind you. I love you. Okay. Snaps. Snap, snaps. <clears throat> Mine is called Make You Forget. All right. See, beauty, my plan is to make you forget the past pain. And instead of that last rain, all you remember is the sunshine. I want you to remember what you used to let your heart say and forget how that grass that was once green turned into a dark gray, how the sun was shining, but for me, but it made for you a dark day because you were overshadowed by another man's figure and beauty. Your shadow can't be seen while he's standing over you. I want our shadows side by side or maybe yours inside of mine, but we'll exchange that position from time to time and divine is what God made you, but he made you forget. Made you watch his sunset and yours will never rise. I don't want you to see the sun. I want you to be the sun as I can't help but want your blinding light in my eyes. I'll make you forget that pain was ever a way of life, but more simple illusion as if it were a hand of slight. And that band of nights you had in which your tears met your pillows, I'll make you forget those as though it ne- ne- as if they never existed. And that string of days in which you were awake with your eyes closed, I'll make you forget those as if your heart had dismissed it. Though you still remember, I'll make you forget. Snap, snap. Snap, snap. There Give that is. bitch amnesia. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago. I don't even know when I wrote my... Your comment, the first one on here. Is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, do we want to start with Brittany or Colin? I guess Brittany. Colin. Colin? Okay, so Colin wrote twice because I guess he forgot to add some things. 
Um, so I get what the lady was writing about in the last episode. Definitely a difficult circumstance when you have to basically manage your friendships and relationships. Interesting that the ex-boyfriend is an ex who said who said to leave that chick alone, but the toxic friend is still there. I'm not making assumptions that could very well be the only good quality about the ex, but it definitely should make you pause and think whether that friendship is enriching your life or not. I don't believe in doing anything that I don't want to do anymore. And for the most part, I don't. She is taking your friendship for granted. Why are you allowing that to happen? I'll keep my thoughts about the South to myself. <laughs> Laugh out loud. <laughs> you keep this, your thoughts about the South to yourself, Colin, but you still need to come down here so we can have a steak the size of your back. Okay. <laughs> be delicious uh that was the response to the girl that wrote in last week with the issue with her friend that was just doing Tripping. the most doing the absolute most with the least too damn much um and then colin wrote again because i guess he forgot to add this he said can y'all do another live episode please i couldn't get in on the last one also number one the nfl is trash number two Kanye is still trash. Number three, Donald Trump is a disgrace to the United States, the Western Hemisphere, planet Earth, the solar system, the Milky Way galaxy, and the entirety of the known universe. All right, that's it for this week, Laugh Out Loud. You can combine these two if you want. Yes, I agree with all those points. Kanye is still trash. The NFL is trash. And Donald Trump is just... Uh, there Garbage. are no words. There's no words. <laughs> He's trash can juice. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Accurate though. You know how when you take out a big trash Accurate. can, trash bag, you don't really know what's in there. You might have some old chicken packs in there. Uh, you might have some onion bits, a couple of days worth of leftover food in there, mm-hmm. a little fast food box or two. And you know how when the bag just sitting there and all the little juices start to marinate at the bottom of the bag, and the bag starts to biodegrade because it's biodegradable. You know, so you been leaving the trash bag out and you pick it up and just juice squirt out. That's Donald Trump. That is so descriptive. <laughs> you know. I do know. It's been on your legs before. Uh, uh, hate it. Ugh, it's disgusting. Everybody. Everybody who's taking out trash. Oh my so God. if you don't have a butler like Jeffrey from Fresh Prince, then and you done Jeffrey. took out some trash. Jeffrey was half-ass doing his job anyway. Jeffrey was Jeffrey was a professional roaster. (laughs) That's all he did, just roast people. He did. Roast Uncle Phil. It was hilarious. Uh, Okay, so the next one is from Brittany. Hello there, Brittany again. Thanks for your response to my previous question. It has really helped me put things into perspective. New question. Where is the good food in Birmingham? We have heard of we have heard on point mention his kitchen, laugh out loud. What are your restaurant go to's and what makes them your go to? I don't do pork or shellfish. Which is hilarious because on point can't do shellfish or he'll die. <laughs> Why is that hilarious? I just she can't. She chooses not to eat it, but you can't eat it. But why is that hilarious? I don't know. It just made me laugh. Chuckle. The same reason why y'all think it's funny. I can't have ice cream and y'all like to go to the Who Big Spoon. La- Nobody laughs about that. Y'all had a whole little shit thing going on when we went to the Big Spoon. That's and then because we my talk shit. Cream. That's not because we think it's hilarious. <laughs> we are shit talkers. We are. We talk shit about many things we do. that we don't think is, that doesn't reflect how we feel about that thing. I guess. It's not funny that you're lactose intolerant. It's not sad. And it's really sad that the Big Spoon took away my damn ice cream that didn't have milk, cow's milk in it. And I had to get a freaking 
sorbet that she used a scoop that she had scooped ice cream with to scoop my damn sorbet and i still got sick because there was ice cream in my sorbet and the ice cream she scooped the scoop she used to scoop your ice cream she scooped my ice cream with so and then you had sorbet in your ice cream yeah i did <laughs> just fuck you up think that would around. be like day one at a <laughs> ice cream scoopery <laughs> ice cream scoopery go to restaurants um, I don't know what my I purple onion. I like purple onion. I don't know if that's purple onion is a poor man's exclusive. What? What does that mean? What do you mean? What do you mean it's a poor man's exclusive? Uh, that is the cheapest place you can eat. That's a Birmingham exclusive. Oh yeah, is it a Birmingham? I was about to ask. Is it a Birmingham exclusive? I think so. I just like their bakers. They have these potatoes that they fill with shit. Ooh, that sounds good today, actually. I think they got low-quality meat. You see... Okay, let me tell y'all something about asking on point of this question. <laughs> he is a foodie, and so his answers are going to be quite different from the average person. I'm critical. He's very critical. So, I like Purple Onion. The only thing I ever get there is the bakers. I like the um, the barbecue chicken baker. It's delicious. Uh, I think that's really the only one that I get. I've gotten the chili one before, but eh. the barbecue one is my I favorite. I get one with steak and chicken with extra steak in it. <laughs> but the meat ain't high quality meat. It's different. It's not right. I like the bakers there. But yeah. again, you're a foodie, so you're... That's that back alley meat. The, don't don't ruin purple onion for me. Just what is one of your choices? Don't Listen, fuck up purple I ain't onion. Trying to ruin purple you onion. You are back no, alley meat. No, what's one of your I'm choices? I'm telling you, I eat at purple onion. Still, I'm just saying. I don't want to be in there ordering and be thinking it's back alley. Listen, you can meat. tell the difference between the steak for you get from purple onion and the steak that you get from Chipotle. Yes, you can tell the difference. Vast difference. What's one of your picks? It's probably mainly just a different cut of beef that they using. Could be. So it's probably not steak. It's probably some pot roast shit that they cut into little slivers. I only ever get chicken. I don't even think I've had any steak from there. Did I get the chicken? Barbecue chicken bacon. Well. So, I don't know. So this goes along with what I said to Colin because there's this place that I, I eat at that I go to get steaks from. And it's called. It was called J. Alexander's. Mm-hmm. Now it's called Redlands Grill. It's I didn't know they changed it. Yes. Why did they change it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. It's, it's the same people running. Same everything. Oh, okay. And uh, they have amazing steaks. And I recorded a video a few years ago after I went to J. Alexander talking about how that day that I had that steak was the first day that I ever had a steak because <laughs> I had no idea what I was eating before I ate that steak from Ale- from Jay Alexander. I had no idea what I was eating before that. And I asked the lady, I said, what do y'all do to y'all, y'all steaks before y'all cook them? And she was like, we don't, we don't do anything. Just season them and throw them on the grill. And I'm like, the only explanation for this is they figured out how to get their hands on some delicious, magical cows. <laughs> Like how how do you exist already delicious? It don't supposed to work like that. You're supposed to have to do stuff to it, pound it or marinate it or do something for that steak to be as good as it was. And it was delicious. So when Colin come down here, one, we gotta go to Jazz Alexander. 
And that is my number one spot. It's just a really simple place. They got some good dishes, good entrees. The only thing I've had is a steak, and I've had I've had the steak, I had the pork tenderloin, and I've had the rotisserie chicken, which is a whole half of a chicken. It ain't really expensive either. For that entree, the steak is steak is expensive. I guess not expensive in terms of where if you would go to Ruth Chris oh, or yeah. Shula's or something like that. But it ain't it ain't cheap. It's not. What about it's is Saigon Noodle House? Is that place low cause they have like the Birmingham mural in there, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I think that's is that's it? A, uh, Birmingham exclusive Avondale. It's pretty good. We've gone there a couple of times. You got that big ass bowl of. It is so they got like several different size bowls. Gigantic bowl that they you had can a get. Really big bowl. It's ridiculous. And I got extra meat in that. He did. Because I'm a carnivore. <laughs> and I like meat, not meats, just meat. <laughs> I like my meat. Jesus, it's mine. And I think it's okay to like your own body. But Saigon Noodle House is pretty good if if you're looking for like faux, because isn't that faux? Is mm-hmm. it faux? Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of like some other types of food. I went to a place called Yo Mama's yesterday. <laughs> it's a brunch. Oh yeah, it was on my list of things to do when I moved place. here, but I never went because it's brunch. <laughs> I think they, I think they vastly and deeply misinterpreted what food at my mama's house was like <laughs> because it was nothing like what i ate there my mm-hmm. mama could not cook all right my grandmama my mama's mama could not cook uh cooking was not important to them as education was um, up to my grandparents mm-hmm. so my grandma she was a teacher so yeah. i mean i guess she didn't really have time to just be a housewife cooking have food there and so that lack of skill transferred down to my mom which is why I think me and my brother very, very much value deliciousness. <laughs> At a certain point in my life, I was like, I'm tired of waiting for people <laughs> to make sure I'm enjoying something. <laughs> I'm going to take this into my own hands. And at 20, when I went to AUM, mm-hmm. that's when I started cooking. When I first started college, I started cooking. And you know what I did? My first, I had no sense of cooking at all. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I tried to cook was chicken, fried chicken. I was like, fried chicken? If I can get this. And my favorite cut of the chicken was the chicken breast. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how hot grease was supposed to be. I had no idea how long it was supposed to take to cook the chicken. So I went and bought some chicken breasts, and I floured them up, and I put them in the grease. And the grease was too hot, and the outside cooked really, really fast. Mm -hmm. So in my head, chicken done. Chicken was not done. Mm, but that was my salmonella. first. <laughs> I threw that shit away. I ain't eat it. That was my first journey off into cooking to where now I'm at a point where I can say, I think that the meat at Purple Onion is low quality meat. <laughs> what am, about your mama's? Was it good? Oh, look, let me tell my story. Oh, sorry. So, yes, your mama's was good. Not your mama's. <laughs> I don't know your mama, but the place, the restaurant, your mama's was good. And it's like a brunch place. They had waffles. They had peach cobbler waffle. Yeah. It was just a waffle with peaches and yeah, I don't cream really like on it. I was hoping it had waffles. maybe some kind of little crust or something on it. Going to, But if you go to your mama's, do not get your fruit and cream on the side. Don't let them put it on the waffle. Don't do that. 
What about Al's? I never went to Al's. Is this open? I think Al's is closed. Everybody talked about it. Is Mediterranean? It was food? just a different. It was just a different universe. Purple Onion. Oh, okay. It sold all the same stuff they did just downtown. Okay. Um, mug shots. I don't know if you've been to mug shots, but it's a burger joint that they make their own bread, and it's really, really good. It's kind of sweet. And they got burgers, but my favorite dish is the uh, Briscoe Inferno. It's a chicken sandwich. Best chicken sandwich I've had from anywhere when they do it right. Because they've done it wrong a couple of times. The food festivals are pretty good. Like the Lebanese, um, the Greek. Is that is Lebanese and Greek the same? Different? Don't know. I went to one of those, and I love baklava. Best baklava I have ever had in my I life. I think maybe the first time I had baklava it was just horrible. It's mm-hmm. like when I started to try to eat it, I couldn't get it out of my mouth. It's sticky. I know. I didn't like that, and uh, I didn't expect it. It's supposed to be sticky. I didn't like but it. But I had that. I had the, uh, oh, what is the little stack of, I'm not going to say this right, Pita, something they're like these little meat pies but in pita bread that they make so you if you're here during one of the food festivals i'd say check that out because they have these different food festivals that happen during the year not just the food festival but any time where food trucks gather yep. somewhere mm-hmm. i think they did that friday with uh with the mayor Oh, okay. They had a whole bunch of food trucks gathered, but they do that all the time. They do for different stuff. And go to one of the uh, when they have those exposés where they have a lot of food test samples. Mm-hmm. Man, you find some really good food. I want at you know places. what? I regret not buying that pound cake when we were at um, Pepper Pepper Place. Mm-hmm. It was really good. You can go get some from Walgreens. Oh yeah, they do sell them in Walgreens. Yes. She did say that. That's right. Um. Oh yeah, go to Pepper Place. Pepper Place. Pepper Place is like a lot of local Saturdays stuff. in the mornings around this time of the noon. year. Yeah, you have to go before noon. Yeah, it closed at twelve, but they it have the ice local ice cream places. I think Big Scoop and uh, Still City Pops. Still City Pops is over there. If you're like me and you can't have ice cream, Still City Pops is local and it's delicious. They got all the donut so places, Daylight Donuts, yep. Hero Donuts. Hero Donuts is is live like. Go get you a donut from Hero Donuts. Let's see. Uh, they have the, oh, they have a lot of people who bake. Like they got this one dude who do bread puddings. They're good. They he do bread puddings and cheesecakes. I think. Then they have the lady that do the pound Them cakes pound that Red's talking about. Fucking delicious. They have <laughs> so good. It's a lot of good food over there. That they so they operate somewhere in the city. Yeah, you know, just don't know where. It is. I'm trying to think of somewhere. Else. Big Spoon, it's really good ice cream. Y'all love that. Uh, you didn't like this the last time, though, the um, Fruity Pebbles, because they had Fruity Pebbles. So, the there. first time I went to Big Spoon, <laughs> it didn't have Fruity Pebbles actually in it. It just was just like Fruity Pebble milk. The last time it was Fruity Pebbles in it, which gave off a weird texture with the ice cream. I don't think I'm going to get it again if it has the Fruity Pebbles in it. I just don't know why it did have a minute once and it didn't have it in them the, the next time. It, it's definitely a different experience. I don't know what Cole got because he didn't get Fruity Pebbles that time, did he? He got something no, else. No, I don't think he did. I don't remember what he I got. I don't know. But Big Scoop is pretty good ice cream. I mean, they had a, a pistachio ice cream that was not made with cow's milk and it was so good. And then I went back to get it and pistachios are seasonal. And so they didn't have it anymore. And they didn't have another cream-based 
choice so i had to get sorbet the sorbet was good they had like the sangria one is what which is what i got it was fucking delicious actually it really was it just wasn't the pistachio that i wanted but big spoon is pretty good steel city is good they make good popsicles um i can't think of anywhere else i don't know oh they have these new places you said you weren't interested in going um because it's there's no meat but I went with Cole to a place called Farm Bowl, and then they have another one that's on 280 called City Bowl. Basically, there are places that make these bowls that have like all kind of different fruits. Uh, you can get like sor- a sorbet at the bottom that you can get your whatever kind of granola or all these different add-ins, and they're, they're really good. They really are. They have bee pollen, which I still haven't tried because you're supposed if you eat bee pollen it's supposed to help with your allergies apparently still haven't tried that in one of my bowls but it's really good um if you're looking for like a healthy alternative herbivores delight (laughs) i eat meat but i just i like fruit and sorbet and so yeah so farm bowl or city bowl is good for like healthy or options this is what i'm gonna say okay Anybody who is listening and who is in Birmingham, I will extend my kitchen to you. <laughs> you give me at least four days notice. We're going to collaborate, come up with what the dinner plan is going to be. And I'll cook something. I need some more fried pies. You, you, ever made fried fried, you ever made fried pies this year? I can't find good peaches. Damn it. I'm not going to use Walmart peaches in them pies. Well, I wouldn't suggest Walmart peaches. But no Publix. Like, or what about Pepper Place? They don't have peaches. I bought peaches three times from Pepper Place that tasted ass. Oh. And it made me think, if I was a farmer <laughs> who farmed a whole gang full of peaches <laughs> and they happen to not be good or not be very sweet, because we know that happens with farming. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they have whole seasons where they crop with just ass. How many peaches do you need to make fried pies? <sighs> to, make, to make as many as I can make, probably about six really okay so my co-worker's dad has a peach tree and she brought peaches last week those were the most delicious fucking and so he's having to get rid of because you know they're ripe and so you got to get rid of them now because they're just going to get too ripe they were delicious i'll buy some peaches from him if if he 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 sells he just needs to get rid of them so i'm sure he'll give away actually it's the one my co-worker that asked you about making some fried pies for her well, she can I'll supply the peaches i will be texting her as soon as we're please done. do because like i said i just feel His like fried pies they are still amazing. gonna bring their peaches to pepper place to sell even if they oh, garbage yeah, they will and you know what those whole those three people they just weren't good they weren't sweet Mm. Uh, the, the the pictures I made that you had on pies. Those pies were fucking I got amazing. Those from a man on the side of the street that looked like he was racist and wanted to murder me. <laughs> That's why I dubbed those pictures I got old man murder pictures. <laughs> That's what those were, and they were delicious. They were fucking amazing. Those pies. Listen, the whole reason that my coworker even asked you about when we, I think we when we went to um arts beats and lyrics since mm-hmm. she was there is because i had i think i had got two pies on you and i took it to work and she just begged and, begged and i was like no 
I'm going to eat this whole thing. And she was like, I just want a piece. I was like, no, because if I give you a piece, then you're going to want more and I'm not going to give it to you. And she was like, no, no, it'll be fine. So I gave her a piece and she ate it. And she was like, oh my God, like just no, bitch. I told you that you were going to want more and I wasn't going to give it to you. This is my pies. Sorry. So yes, they were amazing. It just make me. It just make me really reluctant to buy peaches from people that are smiling and friendly. I really want to buy peaches from somebody that I Angry. think might kill me or is racist and don't like me because of the color of my skin. That's that's how good the peaches were. Like I feel like I feel like a clan's hood can fall out of his pocket and I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna take this basket of peaches, but I'm gonna go on about my way. Okay. Jesus. I don't know. I just you know. They were delicious. That's how delicious they were. But they were so good. Brittany, I extend my kitchen to you. Just holler at me. Let's collaborate on some deliciousness. Because right. ain't none of this shit better than my kitchen. Let's just <laughs> let's go ahead and get that out the way. All right. <laughs> I'm still trying to find grits better than mine. Okay. I can't. Your your grits will kill I'm me. I'm still trying to find grits better. And your mama's grits were good, but they weren't better than mine. That's the first time I've heard you say a restaurant's grits were good. Yeah, they were good. I'm surprised. They were good, but barely. So if you have a question you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartists at gmail.com. Or you can send it to us on Facebook, Conversation Con Artists, and we will answer your questions on air. Before we get into the stories, nigga, I watched the four. I like the four. Awesome. I cannot believe that James picked that damn. So, so like, I watched it, right? I watched all the episodes. You were watching James against the girl? Yeah. The black I, girl? I had watched him all the other times, and I was like, this white boy can sing his ass off. And then I heard her and how unique her voice is. And I was like, man, she's really good. And when I saw her pick James, I was like, oh, shit, though. Right? Why did he pick a Jason Derulo song? Like, what this was not the time to be this was not the time Mm. to try to experiment it was not at all and she she earned her seat but do you see what i was talking about with dj Khaled? yeah (laughs) that dude got so much energy he has an air horn that he blows a gold air horn i like him i ain't know much about him before this j ronnell my this woman's maxwell yeah nigga (laughs) i was blown away he did that shit seamlessly now he does have the upper hand because he studied music extensively like he was a music major and so like he is very musically trained so the fact that we having the conversation the way we having it means you don't know what the new developments of the show is is he gone i'm just gonna tell I'm you still to gonna watch it I don't catch care. up with it because they had a comeback show where people who done got removed can come back and I think it done shook up the whole panel now. Oh, okay. I think James might be back and I think, what her name? Whitney? Not Whitney. The one that was in the third seat with the red hair. <gasps> who took Ellie out? The girl that can't sing that she took out before that. I'm not happy about it. I don't even, I didn't even want to watch it. The one with the uh, braids? No, it was a Latino the heavy set woman. girl. Oh, really? Yeah, she couldn't sing. Um, 
That's yep. some bullshit, man. But you know, I some of it is song choice and energy for the for the well, judges. Well, song choice is important, which is why I was so mad when I heard James get up there <laughs> and start singing that damn Jason Derulo song. What the fuck? You is know what? This? After I heard her song, and then after I heard him start, I was like, he not gonna win this. No. And then she came back with the weekend and blew that shit out of the water. I was yeah. like, nigga, James, what you doing? You done did Stevie Wonder, motherfucking Donnie Hathaway, Michael Jackson, Jason Derulo. They don't even go in that group of songs. Listen, y'all, the moral of the story <laughs> is go check out some the four highlights it's amazing it's just good it's, it really, it's really good and that's, that's all i did i just watched the like the battles and so i haven't like watched the show noah i was like jay when jay look soon as jay Ronell when he did um what was the first song alex claire i love alex claire and i love that song and i like how he did it when noah came back with his song i was like okay you know whatever soon as i heard the piano for this woman's work, I was like, bye, Noah. <laughs> yeah, he's gone. It's over. You out. <laughs> he done hit the nostalgia song. Like, Man. I feel like if you go to them shows, you should always do songs from, like, the 90s up to the early 2000s. Like, I don't know why you be doing new shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, do songs that hit that shower music as for people. As soon as I heard that that piano from this woman's work, same thing with James. His first performance, when I heard the piano for a song for you by Donny Hathaway, I was like, either he finna body this or he finna fuck up real bad because Donny Hathaway, a song for you is a very well-known song. And so you are not going to be able to fuck that up. That ain't a song that you just going to do up your way through. That dude can sing. He can. And I was so sad because so can Leah. I really wanted them both to stay, but it's called the four, not the five. Yeah. Damn. It's good. Oh, old dude that sang Creep from season one, Vincent. That mm -hmm. motherfucker can sing too. It's that impressed. Creep. I listened to that about 20 times. Oh my God. He did such a good job. He did. I love his tone. He just has a really good tone. But yes, go watch the four. <laughs> it's great. Let me. I'm gonna mention one thing about the four before we move on. Shariah J. I think that not only are they competing with her rapping, but they also competing with her cancer. Yeah. I think they really reluctant to take her off of the show because of of yeah. of the can. I'm not nothing against. I mean, yeah. she's really having a challenging time, but they make sure that that dialogue is heavy in everything that she talks about. And that the judges continue to mention what she's going through. And I think that make it hard for people to vote her off. But because I just don't know. I guess that makes it hard to have a rapper on the show. Because nobody, none of the singers challenge her. She's only been challenged once. And it was another rap artist, wasn't it? It's a girl named Lil Bree that challenged them. I just. Challenged her. I, I want somebody else to have her seat. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know why she up there. She <laughs> definitely ain't gonna win if the four gotta compete against each other. They do, yeah. Yeah, she not gonna win. No, cause um, what's that girl name? The one that won last year, Evie. Mm, she did like Tina Turner rolling on the river, nigga. Craziness. But I All like right. that show. It's an interesting concept because there can only be four people at a time. All of them got some kind of concept. The yeah. voice is you don't use your eyes. You you know you got to turn to see who it is because sometimes how a person look 
plays into your bias about how you yeah but i feel like on on the voice they have so much more time to show like i feel like on the four you know you one song away from leaving all the time so like every song choice matters you have to go and give it everything every time because it's only four chairs and it's don't seem and the, the voice is about choosing a team to be on so that you can be coached yep. into how to win and i don't think i think they you just come to the show with your own specific skills mm-hmm. with with the four and i think that the people at the four are much higher caliber they of really artists are. than people on the voice and it's much higher caliber than people on like america's got yeah. talent even watch <laughs> i thought you were going to say american idol American Idol, actually, I mean, they got good people. I just do not like Katy Perry. I just don't like Lionel Richie next to Katy Perry and they both judging. <laughs> anyway, oh, let's move on. We okay. just fanboyed and girled all over that we damn did, show. But it was amazing. But y'all um, should watch it. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm going to start off with something funny because. <laughs> so, a woman in Tennessee. Tennessee, okay. Nashville, to be exact. Nashville, Tennessee. Was very upset. Her name is Shamika House. That's important. Shamika House. Yes. So Shamika was quite upset because she was not invited to a house party. Okay. So she showed up to the party and was like, you know, ranting and raving about how, you know, they didn't invite her and they didn't let her in. And Shamika was like, you know what? I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. Right. In anger. Shamika went to her car, got some lighter fluid, <laughs> and actually set the fucking house on fire because she didn't get invited to the party. Do you know how insane that is? It's ridiculous. You, first of all, her last name being House, it's not spelled the same, it's H O W S E, but still. Her last name being House, and she set a house on fire because she didn't get invited to a house party is just really irony. <laughs> This this is what from my perspective this was teach it just teaches you. You don't know how you just never know what's gonna draw the crazy out of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like it there is a that should be a really, really thick line between I didn't get invited to this house party and I'm about to commit arson. <laughs> like I don't know why those things should not be close. No. So she she was an arsonist anyway. She's an inner arsonist. And we were just waiting to figure out when the hell she was going to burn something down. Jesus. And she did. People was in it. Yeah. Did anybody die? No. You know, when fires happen, the way people die is getting trampled trying yeah. to get out. No, they didn't. But I just, I think about like when people say stuff in anger that they don't mean. Like you say shit like, I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. Like most people don't mean it. They don't. They're not prepared. You understand that she brought lighter fluid with her. So when she got in the car, she was like, "If they don't let me in this motherfucking house, I'm gonna burn the shit down." She was prepared. She didn't leave and go get lighter fluid and come back. That shit was in the car, ready. Lighter in the car, ready. <laughs> like she already knew what she was finna do. That is insane. But that's the crazy thing. Like, did she go back home? Or like did she just have gasoline in her car just for whenever she decided to burn some shit down <laughs> at some point? Oh. Jesus. Yeah. I don't know, man. I my brother used to be like a little pyro when he was little. 
God. Got the worst ass with my life because he was putting he was putting bunny rabbits in the uh, in the heater. What? Catching them on for like stuffed animals that my grandma had on Jesus. the bed. Jesus. Okay. Oh yeah, not actual you just rabbit. said bunny rabbits. <laughs> it was a stuffed bunny rabbit. <laughs> I, was, I was like, why is he saying this so calm? Like, I wouldn't have called horrific. him a pyro. I would have called him a sociopath. <laughs> Bunny rabbits, oh my god. And stuffed bunny rabbits. And my stuffed grandma, is important. My cousin came in, saw us. I got I we got beat to sleep, all of us. <laughs> and I don't know if it was because it was nighttime or if the potency of the whooping just literally took the energy that we had left out of us. I don't know. Probably a combination oh, of both. Jesus. Combo pack. I never got beat to sleep. That's we got beat I to got sleep. beat up out of my sleep, but I ain't never been beat. beat to I've sleep. been beat to sleep twice. <laughs> I don't know what I did for the first one with my mama. My God. But I got beat and I woke up <laughs> almost ready for school the next day with crusty eyes. And I got beat after school. I don't know what happened. I don't remember what I did. She probably beat some memory out of my ass, too. And then that time with my grandmama, and she came in there with the belt, and she said, I'm a mean devil from hell. And then she whooped <laughs> our ass to sleep. <laughs> what? I don't know. We bring that up to her. She don't remember. She be like, I, I wasn't always saved. <laughs> I mean, again, <laughs> there is not a thin line between not saved and I'm a devil straight from hell. <laughs> like... There, you shouldn't be at that point, Grandma. Oh my God! <laughs> Woke up and ate breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> like shit didn't happen. <laughs> I just, wow, I don't know. All right, y'all, we got to do the fuck something about Florida. Cut it off. You remember that old Bugs Bunny cartoon? Where he just took a, a saw and saw that shit off and let it float away. Just let it float away. Float away. Marquise McGlockton was shot and killed by Michael Dreshka because he was arguing with his girlfriend over parking space. So, woman was parked in the car while her husband was inside. Old angry white dude ran out. Hey, parking spot. Why you in my spot? And the dude came out and just saw this man going off on his woman and he came and pushed him. Just pushed him. Yeah. Now, because he wasn't looking for that push, he lost his footing, fell to the sidewalk, immediately pulled his gun out of his back pocket and shot that man in the chest dead. What the fuck kind of overreaction shit is that? Your it, first inclination is to get your gun and shoot somebody who pushed you? Well, this is what happens when you live in an environment where the culture creates protections for when you do shit like that so one our society as a whole creates protections for gun owners who at sometimes can get aggressive or at sometimes can have a subjective uh understanding of what's going on but that's not to say anything about you know gun ownership being a problem but florida the culture of florida their stand your ground laws so sick of that fucking stand your ground shit has created a really 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 big situation in this now Let's talk about stand your ground for a minute and just self-defense in general. So I think what most of us know about self-defense laws is that the person who is defending themselves has a duty to retreat. 
mm-hmm. which means if it's a way for you to escape the threat, that is your duty first. If yes. somebody come at you with force, you can't just harm them. You got to try to escape. Now, if the harm still continues to come after you, then you can respond with force. But these things have to be proven in the court of law. So, about 25 states have stand your ground laws. And wait a minute. Yeah, about 25 states have stand your ground laws. And stand your ground laws pretty much just mean that you have the right to meet force with force. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have a duty to retreat. Now, what makes Florida's laws so bad in this situation is that is that Florida has like three reasons why this shit keep happening in Florida. It's because first the law straight says you don't have a duty to retreat. So we're saying you don't got to try to run. You don't got to try to get away. You can just uh, be ready to, uh, to attack with force immediately. The second one is the state laws provides immunity from criminal prosecution. So the police can't even arrest you when this happens, no matter how subjective this, this situation may be, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and the final rules the final one is, uh, is a recent change in the law in which the burden of responsibility to prove what happened falls upon the state. So normally if you shoot, if I shoot somebody in most cases outside of Florida, I have to prove that I had a reasonable fear and that the threat, but in Florida, the state has to prove that, that. you didn't have a reasonable exactly. Yeah. So it makes it really easy to get away with this shit. But the problem is because the sheriff who came about this situation said the law is clear, you know, with stand your ground, this is what happens, but it's not clear because when applied, to people who use the standard ground law as defense, 75% of the time it work if you're white. 55% of the time it work if you're black. So the law clearly is not applied the same way when it comes to racial considerations. Mm-hmm. And that research takes into account the circumstances by which they happen and the similarities in the cases to where a black person did not get that defense to win or work for them versus a white person that did get it to work for them. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can't say that it's clear cut and you can't say that it's not subjective because in some instances for people who look a certain type of way, it's clearly not as obvious what, what should happen. Yeah. So I'm really, I'm, you know what? and, And this makes me think of something a little bit deeper than this situation. People, love following the law and obeying the law because it's the law. Like sometimes that shit wasn't the law yesterday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and what, what makes us believe like just because a law is a law don't make it right. I think we seeing that with the whole Trump deportation, all of that shit, just because it's a law. It don't make it right. Like, at what point are we going to look at these things and determine whether they are right or wrong on on a societal level 
versus that they just something that's written on a piece of paper that that we supposed to do. And I don't know, I guess that shit comes with voting and all of that shit, but I'm just really are they really finna get this man a pass to just fall on the ground, roll around, shoot somebody, and and go? It wouldn't go like this in any other state. This nope. is just Florida. <clears throat> it's ridiculous. It's just Florida. So, moral of the story: Don't live in Florida. Leave. Leave. Don't commit no crimes. Or if you black, just chill. Don't push no white men's on the ground that might have a gun on them. I'm not an aggressive person anyway. You know, I would probably just run up in between the middle of them and just find out what's going on. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I'm relatively docile. You know, but it's crazy. We can't even we can't even be the same level of man out here. Nope. And I doubt any black person in that situation would have rolled on the ground, pulled out a gun, and shot a white man in the chest. And that's the culture. And when I was talking about the culture of the environments, that's the culture of race. I, white men in Florida, they they know they protected in many more ways than brown people are. Mm-hmm. I mean. The whole country know it. And not only that, but they have reports of him arguing with people about that parking space, being aggressive, um, reportedly saying that he was going to shoot people. Over a fucking parking space? Like, somebody's life is is worth less to you than a parking space. This man got killed in front of his wife and daughter. Over parking space. And for coming to their rescue because some man was harassing them outside of the car. Doing what he was supposed to do as a husband and a father. Like, why the fuck you fucking with my family? That's I, wish, I just wish there was some kind of simulator that existed. You know what I'm saying? Where you could put different races and different people in the scenario. Kind of like if you play like NBA 2K, you can like change up the rosters and put the Warriors versus whoever you want to play. Mm-hmm. And see how what the outcome would be. I, I just wish... There was something that was like that because I just do not think that this would be the same thing if it was a white woman in her car with a five-year-old child and a black man was moving up to the car to get really, you know, what seemed like aggressive and the white guy came out and pushed him and he lost his footing and he turned right around and shot the man in the chest. I just do not fucking believe it would turn out the same way. I just don't. Nope. They came and arrested his ass ASAP. I, I just can't. And you know what? Why don't they arrest him and then release him? Like, I don't even know why they don't do that. He just got to go home and eat dinner. Hey, That's honey. Shot somebody in the chest three times today. Pass the pork roast. Yeah, like, this shit is getting old. It's like, it's getting so old that I've become desensitized to it for some point. I've become desensitized to it long ago. But I'm just I'm just over it. I'm tired of this happening. That's it for me. Robert. <clears throat> Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly, also known as R. Kelly, released a 19-minute song. You heard that right, folks. A 19 thriller was 14 minutes. <laughs> 
a 19 minute song called I Admit It. And it's eight verses long. And I didn't li- let me just let me just say this first and foremost. I have not listened to this bullshit and I'm not going to. And I actually got into it with one of my coworkers because she was like, I mean, I know he's done all this stuff, but girl the beat. Why the fuck are you even listening to it? I went to Rap Genius and looked up the lyrics so I can see what he was talking about, but I have not and I will not listen to his fucking song. And the only reason I went to look up the lyrics is so I could talk about the shit on the show. Other than that, fuck that nigga. Fuck him. Don't care. So no, I have not listened to the song. Don't know what the beat is. Don't know what the melody is. Don't give a fuck. Fuck him. And fuck everybody that is still supporting him and talking about, oh, this explains so much. Fuck y'all. Because it doesn't. So, within the song, he admits to lots of things. He admits to sleeping with his best friend's girl, sleeping with his girlfriend's best friend. Um... He admits to feeling like he got um, taken advantage of by his management. Um, I'm looking at these the verses now to see um, what all. Oh, okay. So verse five is I admit, I admit I'm a freak. Used to go to strip clubs every week. But who are these niggas trying to say I am? Man, I'm loud. And I put that on Chief. Don't know. I admit I fuck with the ladies. That's both older and young ladies. Young ladies or young girls. Because there's a difference. <laughs> um, He doesn't. Basically, he just says only God can judge me. And y'all point your finger at me. And um. He says something very briefly about Aaliyah talking about, oh, she said, what about Aaliyah? I said love. She said, what about the tape? I said hush. What? That's your, your, the tape? That's your response to the tape is just hush about it? That's not an explanation. Um, He goes on to talk about how he has dyslexia and how he can't read and how hard that was for him. And how he had to um, get help with writing his songs. And um, he, I, now I admit a family member touched me from a child to the age of 14. Let me just say this. Because that's the, that's the line. That's the part that everybody is using to justify his fuck ass behavior. If you don't know that there are millions of people walking among you who have had sexual abuse histories that are not out here with sex cults and are not out here molesting children like that is not an excuse for anything that he has done at all at all because if it was every single person who's ever been molested would be doing what he's doing that is what he chose to do now, is it fucked up if he was actually molested? Because I don't know that I, you know, I feel like every time R. Kelly get in trouble, he come out with some inspirational ass song where, you know, <laughs> asking for forgiveness and shit. Like every time something comes to light, most of the inspirational songs he has written in his 
discography were written after some kind of bullshit. So maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Even if he was abused. And that is fucked up. It absolutely is. Whoever did that, whatever family member it was, I hope there's a special place in hell for them. But that does not mean that you have to go on and victimize other folks proudly, continually. Fuck him. And fuck this song. Um, Kelly. Too little, too late, brother. (laughs) All right. And if all this were true, there's moments in his life that he could have addressed some of these things. I don't believe it's all true. I don't either. I don't believe. I believe the bullshit is true. I don't believe the molestation thing. I don't know why. I just don't. Verse seven. What's the definition of a cult? What's the definition of a sex slave? Go to the dictionary, look it up. Let me know. I'll be here waiting. (laughs) That is a line from this stupid ass song that people are listening to. I was trying to avoid it. I was. And I was listening to the Breakfast Club, not knowing what they was going to have in the rumor mill. And then, boom, R. Kelly. And I cut it off. I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to be a part of it. But I was having a conversation with my friend, and we've had this conversation on the show several times, and we're going to have it again. How? Because I have some new new thoughts about it, I guess. What do you do when somebody you value does something bad? We've talked about that before. We've talked about that. And I'm at a point where it's like, so I got R. Kelly songs in my, my playlist in my shower. Mm-hmm. And when I say in my playlist in my shower, I don't mean music I'm playing. I mean songs that I literally been singing for like twenty years when I'm bathing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and some of them just I just sang them unconsciously at some point, you know, in my life. And R. Kelly songs is in that, and so it started to make me think: Am I supposed to really be unwinding everything that the the stuff that I've watched and consumed and listened to? Am I supposed to be unwinding parts of myself because of that? I don't. Uh, That's what I'm saying. And so, like the Cosby Show, yeah, did what it did for me. It became interwoven in the fabric of my existence. I am mm-hmm. not interested in going back and assessing what that means for the things that I consumed because the person who developed it was problematic. And so, I just don't think that you have to abandon the core of what that that person gave you before they became problematic i think you have to acknowledge after they become problematic that they've become problematic and then not consume any more yeah of that thing i can't even listen to his songs anymore like and i have songs that are on my playlist i do but it's like when i hear them now i just feel icky because i because now it's like was he writing this about some little 12 year old girl and like, R. kelly R. Kelly, for me, I'm not even an R. Kelly fan like that. No, I'm not even. So, not listening to R. Kelly ain't really a challenge for me. And that was another thought I had because I was thinking about the NFL protest. Mm -hmm. My cousin sent out the fantasy football stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, I hadn't thought about this. You know, because I can't participate in fantasy football and be an advocate for what's going on with football. But I'm not a football fan. I already don't watch football. Mm-hmm. So I can't take credit for protesting. Yeah. I'm not protesting. I'm not boycotting. I'm just doing what the fuck I do normally, <laughs> which is not watching football. If I took credit for protesting or boycotting, 
that would be taken away from people who is hard to do that for. I can't take credit for that. But I did tell my cousin, I was like, I don't think for my sake of social justice that I can participate in the fantasy football. Like, I can't be talking to my friends who legit ain't watching the NFL this year and telling them that, you know, I got a fantasy football team. You know, so I, I'm not going to participate in it this it's year. Fantasy fo- I don't understand. Fantasy know football uses all of the real players and it uses the stats that they have from the season to apply to uh, your game. Okay. So you have your little mock draft to get who you want on your team and their performance determines how many points you get. So I wouldn't have to keep up with the NFL actively, mm-hmm. but I would actively be p- supporting some of the poppy cockery because <laughs> Dak cockery. Prescott, which we're going to talk about in a minute, he's like, I'm supported. And somebody in this league going to have this, Dak, Pres- Dak Prescott on their team. And I don't want him to be on my team, we but he's going to have the most points if I put him on my team. So I don't need them kind of conflicts for people I ain't really agreeing with. So... I was thinking about that with R. Kelly. I'm not a big R. Kelly fan, so I don't really care. The biggest one for me was Childish Gambino. We had that conversation. Yeah, we did. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's still conflictual, but it's really it's not it's really a hard line with R. Kelly because yeah, he's singing about girls, so I could dismiss that easily. And is with you know Bill Cosby, it's like man, he wrecked 45 women at least. Like it's easy for me to be like yeah, but it's hard for some people when it comes to somebody like Chris Brown. You know, it's a ton of Chris Brown fans who abuse is so common for a lot of people and they've accepted abuse from men in a lot of areas in our society that like it's some people that it gets harder for. Mm-hmm. Louis C.K. That's really hard. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. I mean, he jacked off in a plant and, you know, acknowledged that he did crazy things. You know, at, at what point? Bill Cosby denied it to the end. R. Kelly is denying it to the end. Which, so... Well, unless you consider this song an admission. No, because the song, the whole song is basically him saying he admits that all these other people have done stuff to him, but he's done nothing wrong. Throughout this entire... And, like, people talking about he's learned from his mistakes and the the niggas that's caping for it. It's like... What by as evidence by what are you sure he learned? But, but you like if you read between the lines, if a rapist say what what is the definition of rape anyway? <laughs> he clearly <laughs> raped somebody. Or if a murderer be like, what is the definition of murder anyway? <laughs> then they at least did something close to murder. So for him to say, what's the definition of a cult anyway? Um, you doing something close, brother. Too close for comfort if you got to put a line in the song that's telling people you will wait for them to, to give you the definition of what a cult is. <laughs> Nigga, you got Google? <laughs> Google it yourself. 19 minutes. I just... <laughs> first of all, I just am not... I don't have the, the frame of mind or the um, focus to listen to a song that's 19 minutes. And again, Thriller was only 14. Like the video for Thriller. Like that long video with the monsters and all. 14 minutes. This shit, the song, not a video, the song is 19 fucking minutes long. What the fuck? I'm not gonna listen to that shit. Even if he wasn't a rapist and all of this other bullshit, 
one of my favorite artists could put out a 19 minute long song and i'm probably not gonna listen to that because i'm gonna be like bitch what was you why 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 is this song 19 minutes i would i can't even listen to that shit on the way to work i'm gonna get to work for the song go off Try this again, be no no it's too long Mm-mm. a movie yes visually that's gonna keep my attention audio mm, 19 minutes i'm gonna start doing some other There's shit rappers out here with like stuff. long ass freestyles 19 like minutes? Like Black Thought did like 12 minute freestyle. 19 minutes. I want you to tell me who did something longer than 19 minutes. That's what I want. Like I know people have long shit, but I'm talking about 19 minutes. Because like I said, Thriller was 14. And I looked it up because I was like, I, Thriller wasn't even 19 minutes and it was a music video. So I don't even know what has... I think he at the top as far as long ass motherfucking songs. I don't know. And I love Black Thoughts freestyle. That's 12 minutes. It was amazing. And so was... Um, if it was seven more minutes, you would have kept listening. No. I, the, why it, would the, you get the 12 minutes if you wouldn't keep listening? the amount... Like, when I see that it was 19 minutes, I'm not going to start listening, is what I'm saying. If I look and it's 19, I'm not going to listen to it. I don't even how, know how I ended up listening to Black Thought because 12 minutes seems a little long <laughs> to me. So I'm not even sure how that happened. But I would have listened to it I until it ended. at a song and I see that it's going to be 19 minutes of my life, I'm probably not going to hit play. You're not even going to get an opportunity to, to capture me and I listen for the 19 minutes because just seeing that timestamp is going to make me not want to listen to it at all. 19 minutes of him blaming everybody else except for his motherfucking self for the shit that he's done in his life and then got the nerve to call the song i admit you didn't admit the shit you blamed you blamed you blamed the person who molested you you blamed your managers you blamed your friends you blamed girlfriends parents you blamed everybody in your life with the exception of the nigga in the mirror robert so fuck you fuck everybody that's still supporting you i don't care i'm not listening to the song don't give a damn only reason i looked at the lyrics was for the show so now i want to let you know i did not google long freestyles by rappers because i came across this mumble rapper but he can freestyle because most of the mumble rappers don't Mm -hmm. freestyle and he did a uh he did a pretty decent freestyle and you could tell it was off the top, but on Tim Westworld Westwood TV, he did a hour freestyle. What? Yeah. Who? The, see that shit there? When I see that, I'll be like, he's nigga. Like, I wouldn't guy. watch it. Either. I wouldn't watch all of that either. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm just saying it exists. Jesus, that's just too much. I just don't care about any topic enough to listen to you talk about it. You know, freestyling ain't like a topic. It like it switched from topic to topic to topic. That's yeah. like black thought freestyle. It was it went it it was coherent and went in a direction, but it wasn't on the same topic. What is that song where they go through the alphabet? <sighs> what is it? Yeah. This song? It's a bunch of rappers that got a little alphabet gimmick. No, 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 no. Like A to Z. Talking um, about Papoose? It's, what? No. Because Harry Potter showed that he could rap it on... Um, oh, I don't know. Papoose got a song. It's called... Oh, I don't know what it's called. But he pretty much go through the whole alphabet. It's, it's interesting. But, it's but, an amazing... Like, the... the uh, I'm going to have to look it up. I but I don't know why you would listen to something called Papoose. No. 
It I wasn't Papoose. This was I can't remember his name. It was it, he did it on Jimmy Fallon because um the Roots were doing like the beat for it. I know. I can't remember what it, the name of it is. Somebody in the comments is gonna know though. But yeah, fuck our killer. I just, you know, for everybody who's saying that he sounds sincere and this explains so much and people need to leave him alone, fuck y'all. Fuck him. Fuck y'all and fuck him. I don't care. Don't be like that. No, fuck him. So Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott caused the national anthem protests inappropriate. Dak. First off, your name is Dak. Exactly. Okay. Is that like Black Zach? I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know. Whoever named him. He want to concentrate on football, and it it takes the um it takes away from the game. Fuck you, nigga, coon ass. Look, I'm not gonna. I ain't gonna fault Dak. Why not? I'm gonna fault who? Who if not Dak? I'm gonna fault Jerry Jones. Why? Because Jerry Jones, the NFL is negotiating about what's going to mm-hmm. turn out for the national anthem. I Jerry know. Jones, who is the Cowboys owner, doubled mm-hmm. down and was like, no, y'all going to stand and ain't nobody waiting in the locker room. So that's their team owner. Okay. So shut the fuck up, though, is what I'm saying. I, okay, nah. your team owner, whatever. He didn't have to say that. He did not have to make that statement. You're right. You're right. But just do what you're gonna do what your owner tell you to do do that but just shut I'm the just fuck wondering, up about it. like what do you believe in enough to compromise your paycheck <laughs> silence <laughs> <laughs> not much so i'm trying i'm trying my best to understand i mean don't get me wrong in civil rights related shit there has always been a small group of people who was like hey out to the people and then it was another group that was like hey let's figure this out <laughs> and then it was another group that was like my name bennett i, I ain't in it. it you know what it's a good ass breeze on the back of this bus <laughs> you know what <laughs> i don't like white people water anyway <laughs> whistling i don't even know how to whistle at white women never learned how to whistle when i was little i'm okay with that these rules don't even apply to me <laughs> i like colored water Again, I'm not giving him shit because he's going to do what the owner says so that he doesn't lose his job. My issue is that you didn't have to say a fucking thing. He could have just kept his black ass mouth shut and just go on the stand and chuck and jive for Jerry like you going to do for your check. That's fine. That's fine. Because most of the team, the players are going to do that. That is fine. My issue is that he couldn't do that and shut the fuck up at the same time. (laughs) You're right. Because in my example... (laughs) Dak Prescott is the equivalent to the dude who's sitting on the back of the bus, but when Rosa Parks walk in, he said, "Rosa, bring your ass back here." Exactly. What the hell? Bring, <laughs> quit talking to them. What you doing? You finna make this bad for all of us. <laughs> that would have been Dak. Just shut the fuck up. Just do what you're gonna do. If that's what you need to do to secure your job and you're willing to do that, okay. And I get it. You got bills. But shut up when you're doing it. You don't have to sit there and make a mockery. He could have just been quiet. My issue ain't that he's going to stand. This man trying to get a bigger contract. Well, Jerry Jones going to be like, I like that Dak Prescott. Uh, no, he going to be like, I like that nigga Prescott. 
No, nah, he's not gonna say that. Really? Yeah, and his own little that. private meetings away from Dak. You don't no, think so? Jerry Jones seems like a nigga that say nigga a lot. Yeah, to the to black people he don't like. No, to the black to, people he like, he know they name. I'm talking about to the white people that he would be talking to about he likes. No, Dak. no. When when white people, well, if you never wrong a white person that pulls you out of black, you ain't black them no more. Oh, Dak has been clearly pulled out of black. You know the whole you don't talk like them. You're different. Oh my god. You know it's not a compliment. You're not a regular. <laughs> you're not like regular black. Like black is always the constant negative. They pull somebody that they don't see as black, which is the negative, out of that, and they say you're one of us. You want to come to family dinner? And then and and, and so what he say in his little secret private memes is I got black friend, <laughs> Dak Prescott. <laughs> But let let Dak have some kind of Black Lives Matter moment with the police, and then start to kneel. He gonna get he gonna get the Negro treatment right after that. Stupid, just shut up. But you know, but I do want to. I mean, I do want to recognize the layers and levels upon which these people exist, and it's perfectly fine to not be an active part of whatever movement is going on. But hush, but. Don't speak against progress because Dak in his whole thing. Let me read. Let me read his whole thing. The game of football has always brought me so much peace. And I think it does the same for a lot of people, people playing the game, people watching the game and any people that have an impact on the game. So when you bring such a controversy to the stadium, to the field, to the game, it takes it takes that away. It takes away from the joy and the love that football brings people. I do exactly what I'm doing, and I stand by whether I was wearing the star or not, whether I was playing for Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, or any other one. I believe in what I believe in, and that's that. So, in none of this did he invalidate the existence of the issues by which the people are kneeling and are, are not standing like for basically like what white folks are doing and basically just saying shut up about it and play football. Watch football. Let's not, let's not dirty football with this. Because, I mean, it's barely anybody saying that shit ain't happening. Like in this whole debate, there has barely been anybody saying those things ain't happening. They are just saying you shouldn't use this opportunity to talk about that. Let's not talk about it. You shouldn't disrespect the flag and disrespect the soldiers. They have completely manipulated the dialogue about the situation. And, you know, to Dak Prescott and people similar to Dak Prescott, be quiet, do your job. You do not have to roll back what people are trying to do you're making it worse and in the course of history when things go you know the way that is inevitably gonna go because you know what and the nfl gonna have a different look in 20 30 years that's because all the owners is damn 80 yep they all going to die and you know what you know what's happening to conservatism in this world it is diminishing because it is a representation of old ass ideals that don't fit the present moment. And people are talking about like conservatives are fighting so desperately for conservative ideals to live, but they are really just outdated ideals. I mean, and there's a way to be conservative that is not that level of conservative that's going away. So I'm not saying conservatism is going away completely, but people keep trying to hold on to these old ideas. Jerry Jones is going to be replaced with somebody that's more liberal. Every one of them owners are going to be replaced at some point by somebody that is more fucking liberal. The NFL is going to shift. It's going to change one day. You know what? Some of these players going to come up to be owners at some point. 
You know what I'm saying? So maybe I don't know if it go like that. Maybe they players only go to be coaches. I don't know how many of them actually. I don't know how many owners actually played before. I feel like owners just rich motherfuckers that he never played the game. They just like playing chess with people. <laughs> but Dak and everybody else, mind your damn business. If you don't want to be in it, just get out of it. Okay, do your job. Don't talk on it. Don't acknowledge what your other people doing. Just follow the rules, play, but don't tell Rosa, bring your ass back here. <laughs> Quit talking. <laughs> Shut up. This America's team. <laughs> like, don't do that. Oh, Jesus. Um, Larry Nasser. Larry Nasser. Is that, that, is that, that how you is? say his name? The team doctor, the Olympian doctor that molested all of those folks and is serving 175 years now for sexually assaulting his young patients so they put him in general pop and didn't go too well for Larry Larry got paws put on him Larry caught these hands of course which I don't know why anybody's surprised by that so now his lawyer has filed um, trying to get the judge to reassign Oh, trying to get the judge in his case reassigned so that hopefully he can get a lighter uh, lighter sit- sentence. Why would they give him a lighter sentence? Because he claims the judge in his case was biased and already wanted to find him guilty. Okay. He did have sex with them girls? Yes. Or molest them? Uh-huh. And he in the federal prison, so... That's what I Soon as he got put in general pop, he wasn't in there 24 hours. Boy, they whooped his ass. Listen. And listen. I don't know why the courts and judges and lawyers act like the shit that happened to um, child molesters and pedophiles don't happen. Like, (laughs) if y'all want to protect people from this shit happening, y'all need to create a whole pedophile island. I've said that before. Or a whole pedophile jail. Because what's going to happen (laughs) when you send pedophiles to places where there are murderers and killers and stuff in there for life, but they got kids that they love, (laughs) they going to murder their ass. Why wouldn't they? And they don't want to kill him. They're going to keep him alive. Yes, and just fuck with him for the next 175 years. (laughs) They got nothing better to do. It only so much you can do between... Making handcrafted shanks, <laughs> playing spades, <laughs> trying to figure out how to do Facebook challenges on a cell phone that somebody <laughs> snuck in in their ass. It's only so much you can do between that. Like messing with people is like hot on the scale of what we do when we in jail. And that highly of a publicized case, they all knew who he was before he got there. They was waiting. What it, I was waiting on you at the door. They was waiting for him. They were waiting for him. And as soon as they took him out of protective custody and put him in general population, they laid hands on Larry. And I'm sorry. While I am not an advocate for rape, I am an advocate for for karma. (laughs) And karma says that if you out here molesting lots and lots of girls, not just girls, girls who working their ass off to be Olympians, Karma says that you're going to get a power to put on you when you get locked up. That's just what it is. I didn't write the rules. I didn't write the rules. But the rules are pedophiles get no respect in prison. They are the lowest on the totem pole. 
they are that is not just something that people say that shit happens in real life they fuck up pedophiles on the daily to the point where some of them have to go and be in solitary for protection like that is not just something people say to scare pedophiles pedophiles if you're listening this shit is real it happens you get locked up for that shit you're gonna have the worst time in prison of any of the other prisoners they because the other prisoners gonna make sure of it i don't feel sorry for larry Fuck you, him. you know you you might not have a worse time than some people who's worse the people who were like you that came before you because <laughs> they got a colostomy bag and you don't yet <laughs> like they don't even again pedophile like the ones that are not like Larry they had no chance because that shit was all over the news and prisoners do get to watch TV and they, they knew who he was but even for the ones that are like your local pedophile who gets locked up them niggas go in there and don't even be want to tell what they charges because everybody knows What's gonna happen when they find out you was messing with little kids? And do you know why you know why people need colostomy bags? Why? Because they ass don't work no more. <laughs> it don't work. <laughs> you can't sit on a toilet. <laughs> a colostomy bag is so the waste can be re- removed from your body because your booty won't do that no more. <laughs> Listen, everybody, make sure all the pedophiles <laughs> just make sure they know this. Yeah, make sure this the, is real. Make sure the general population know this. Not just pedophiles. We don't know who pedophiles are. Yeah, we don't know who the child molesters are. I mean, it's a R. Kelly and Larry <laughs> and Jared. <laughs> we know them, but Jared got his ass whooped too when they put him in general pop. Jared Subway. Jared got his ass whooped. They yeah, beat his ass. Not, it's not the first whooping Larry no. gonna get, and it ain't the last. And, got 175 years his whole rest of his life is going to be filled with getting his ass whooped on a daily basis because guess what they can reassign him to a different prison he gonna get the same fucking treatment because no prison nowhere in america is gonna be safe for you if you're serving time for fucking with children it just ain't say what you want about murderers Say what you want. They had their own moral code. And for them, yeah, I murdered a bitch, but you fuck with a child. I'm finna whoop your ass. <laughs> it's just how it is. It's what it goes. It's how it happens. Sorry. Not sorry. Fuck you, Larry. You'll be all right. Or you won't. Or you won't. It's but whatever. <laughs> you may or may not deserve that. <laughs> deserve is a really weird word. It's the epitome of subjective. Yes. You know? Yeah. Whether you believe you deserve something because of something you did or whether you believe so well, somebody Larry deserves what they did. Absolutely doesn't believe he deserves it. Yeah. But <laughs> Larry Love was touching on kids for years and I got attitude because people touching on him. This is what you like, Larry. You just didn't know it was gonna be bubbing them that was touching on you. But hey, touching is touching, ain't it? Fuck I Larry. Know. I don't feel sorry for him. Okay. Sorry. Okay, Monique. <sighs> Monique dismisses Roseanne Barr's racist tweet as a mistake. Says she's still her sister in comedy. You know, Monique. So Monique is the queen of picking her own battles. Because <laughs> it ain't stopping. Like, when you sit back and wonder why ain't nobody taking her serious, <laughs> including Netflix, <laughs> you read artic- articles like this and it's like, okay, oh, okay, I mean. Fair. That's fair. Like, <laughs> 
How she going How she plan Like the only people That support her Is black people Yep I just don't know How She planned to keep That support With stuff like this But I do have a question I don't know if you heard Roseanne Lil She went off She was like <laughs> She was She was in an interview And then she was like I thought the bitch Was white <laughs> I thought that bitch was white. <laughs> like, and like I said, I mean, she do look like one of the Planet of the Apes people. You seen Valerie Jerry? I have seen her. She look like she does. Listen, she don't look like an ape. She looked like the visualization of one of the women apes from the original Planet of the Ape movie. That's just how it is. Her facial structure. I mean, whatever. But that just goes to show. It's just some shit that's off limits now because of the history that we had in this country. Yes. You can't call a black person a monkey. And it don't make sense because ain't nobody ever called a white person a monkey. No, they haven't. So it it don't make sense if she was white to call her that. So I don't know. I don't know. believe Roseanne and she need more people like I don't believe that she really thought that she was white I don't I don't I'm sorry she kissed my ass I just don't believe that maybe she did I don't believe it sorry she could have went to Wikipedia and looked at her personal life and seen that she was she had some brown parents what a monkey like <laughs> she just, monkey? I mean she made a specific planet of the apes reference but that's worse it is that's like a group of well apes and monkeys are two different things but that's like a whole that's not it's the same but are they both simian are they both simian i don't know Um, anyway i just know that it was a zookeeper that worked at red lobster when i worked there Mm -hmm. and he would not let me call like he would always correct me when i call monkeys apes (laughs) and i remember i went to the zoo one time and I, I actually said it right. I said, we was looking at the apes. And he was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> That's the only reason these Jesus. days that I ever discern between monkeys and apes. That's funny. Roseanne, fuck Roseanne and fuck uh, Monique. Like, again, again, if you feel that way, Monique, this is just another example of people not knowing when to shut what they call the fuck up. You already know how black people who are your fan base feel about Roseanne? So if, even if you you feel like Roseanne was done wrong and it was a mistake and blah the fuck blah, you could have just had those feelings and kept them shits to yourself. You did not have to go and give an interview and say this shit and then have an attitude when people got uh, a, a opinion about it. People can have an opinion about anything you fucking say. So some shit just don't say it. You don't have to say everything you think. You keep some stuff in. So this is a conversation me and Cole had when we were on the show, but uh, I guess I want your opinion on it. Um, how? First off, do you agree right now with retroactively going back and looking at people's past behavior and applying it to present consequences? No, I don't. Well... How, it depends on how so, far back. So James Gunn, the dude who tweets I read for you. Oh yeah. Now I I just think his, I think the depth of his tweets was so problematic that like, it was 
Yeah. He, he, he probably needed to be split ties with because yeah. his tweets could have been the indicator of uh, a sexual or uh, pedophile abuse yeah. at some point. Yeah. That so, was like hardcore serious. Yeah. But like some of this other stuff that, that gets brought up and people get in trouble about, I just don't know that because it's not an indicator of who they are. And I do believe people have ability to grow and change and come to understand, especially when you're young, you do a lot of stupid stuff. So not necessarily, unless it's something like James Gunn. That unless shit, that it's, was, it's some extreme shit. Yeah, that shit, like, that was horrible. It was really bad. I'm still in shock because I hadn't read the tweets. And I, when you told me you were going to read them, I knew they were going to be bad. But then when you started reading them, I was just like, no, what? what the fuck like it was nothing that i expected it was way worse so i don't think i don't think it's fair i don't unless again so so i guess so what you're saying is i'm just gonna take this you think that if their current way of existing does not reflect yes. what was said previously, yes. then it shouldn't be used to retroactively create consequences for the person today. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I couldn't be a therapist if I didn't believe that people were capable of changing. Like, just because cause there's so much that goes into how we believe and feel as we when we're younger, as opposed to when we didn't live life and got a better understanding of some shit. So because i do believe people have an ability to change if their current behavior is not showing that that shit is 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 who they are then i don't know that it's fair to apply it today and and discount all the shit they've done from that point forward like from the point that they did that tweet that was stupid to to today 10 years ago i don't know that that's fair because 10 years is a long time but i mean on the flip side, we also don't know whether they have changed or not, or yeah. if they are different or not. Well, and I said again, if if their behavior and tweets and way of thinking, it, as evidenced by what we can see, don't reflect that. But again, with James Gunn, that shit was just so. T- you work for Disney, my nigga, <laughs> Disney, all about the children. That you can't. That was disturbing. That was very disturbing. So unless it's something like that. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that they should have to lose their job behind something they said 10, 15 years ago when everything that they've been doing now shows that they may not necessarily believe that way. I don't know that they have to prove within a shadow of a doubt that they don't believe that way. But if they ain't staying problematic shit no more and they don't have problematic behavior anymore, that's all we have to go on. You're never going to truly know because we don't know them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I don't I do think it's unfair because I, I mean shit I don't know what the fuck I was saying on Facebook in college I don't want nobody to go I back. I actually went. You know what? <laughs> I actually going back to myself. look at my old tweets, mm-hmm. not tweets. Post on my Facebook. Old Facebook post. Yeah, yeah, and I had some that were problematic. I don't know. I, I I'm sure I did because I you know I had some that were problematic. Sure, that's bullshit. You know, so, yeah. is, you know. <laughs> The way the black community handles homosexuality is never positive. Yeah. Growing up, you never get, there is never a positive, there's never even a neutral view. Even if you don't believe it should be a positive view, there's not even a neutral view. It is homosexuality starts off at a deficit and I had a big Deficit. deficit. And 
I didn't realize the prevalence of homosexuality until I, until I started working at Auburn McDonald's. There was a gay dude that worked there that liked me. Now, that's that was complicated <laughs> itself. We ain't going to talk about that. But <laughs> then I went to work at Red Lobster where mm-hmm. a lot of the people were gay. We had Keith, Bruce, uh, DeMario, uh, Marty, Adam, Rusty. There were no lesbians there? Y'all just had just yeah. gay men running around. No well, lesbians. <laughs> it wasn't no... There were no lesbians where you can tell overtly that they were uh, attracted to women okay. versus the men. They were flamboyant gay men. Then. They weren't flamboyant gay men in the sense of you know busting it wide open out there. <laughs> they were just like you can tell <laughs> through their mannerisms. Kind of like Jason? Jason is a lot more flamboyant than <laughs> But a smaller version of that, but you can tell they went straight. And okay. realistically, none of them really, none of them hid it. Mm-hmm. None of them fled from it. I mean, Keith was flamboyant in how he talked because he called himself a queen. Oh, Jesus. Bruce talked about having a daughter, even though he's currently, you know, adoption, you know, gay, surrogate. You know, you can do it. So, I mean, he, he was, I mean, at one point he was in a relationship with a woman and had a kid with her. And, you know, came to live in his truth one day. Jesus, if you're listening, don't I? We both know that I am not mature enough to handle somebody marrying me and having a child with me and then living in their truth. Lord, just don't do it. Just please, it's not going to end well. I'm not mature enough for that. I would lose my fucking you mind. Practice. I ain't finna practice shit. No, you, gotta, you just need to live in your truth. Don't bring no, me into your confusion. Well, listen, you want to live in this utopia, okay? Where men live in their truth and they don't come after you. But you know what? That ain't the world we live in. So listen. what you have to do is you have to be like, hey, I got I got some sexual exploration I want to do. And then you got to bring out the toy on them. <laughs> And be like, how you feel about this? And they be like, oh, I didn't know you was into stuff like that. Yeah, let's do it. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> Relationship over. I don't. I understand. No, butt play. <laughs> <laughs> this is done. I understand the difficulty. I don't know how else women. I don't know how else women will figure it I, out. I understand the difficulty in, in coming out and especially especially for black men just because the black community we we still behind a little bit when it comes to like acceptance and, and understanding and so I get that part my issue is that's fine but don't drag me into it don't drag our child because now this whole family dynamic is finna change and I gotta answer questions and shit to our child I am going to fucking lose it I will I just know it so Jesus if you're listening whoever you send me or whoever I come, whatever. He need to be already in his truth. How do we get here? Um. <laughs> Hold on, Roseanne. Oh, your problematic post. Problematic and your post. ideas about gay people yeah. changing. So <laughs> I had a, so I went to work in North Carolina and I used to say stuff like that's gay. Okay. Not really knowing, not really knowing the implications that it meant, but it meant when I said it, I was throwing a whole culture under the bus yep. to indicate that it's something bad. was going on Negative. that I did not like. Yes. 
And so I was working with a guy that I didn't know was gay, which didn't make a difference to me because I didn't think that's gay was connected to homosexuality. But Mm -hmm. I said, that's gay. And he said, no, it's not. And I was like, and the way he said it was in an offended manner. Mm -hmm. And from that day on, because I valued that person Mm -hmm. and that moment helped me realize that I was saying something that was offensive to people. And when I stopped saying it, I still thought it. And Mm -hmm. it took a while to stop thinking it and take it out of my, you know, dialogue so that I don't say something that that offend people, you know. So I actually made a post about that. I said that I I justified my problematic behavior by saying that anything that is gay is an acronym that means going against you. So if (laughs) it goes against your desires, then that's gay. That's what I had in my post. Like I tried to justify <laughs> my own bullshit. You reached down deep for that justification, didn't you? I'm just <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, but, but, and all. but that's that's what what it looks like when you aren't grown. Yeah, in the way that you can be, and when you start growing, and when you show growth, I think that is something that should be acknowledged. Yeah. Now, Roseanne, now just did what she's done and the way that she is responding to it is not indicating that she is trying to grow from it nope um but who knows five years from now 10 years from now roseanne could have learned a lesson that has helped her grow from what she knew of race and what she knew to say of race and the consequences that she can get from because even if you believe even if Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle is a strong advocate for not being able to censor comedy. Yes. Strong advocate for it. Yeah. I mean, he talk about trans stuff all in his mm-hmm. in his comedy show. And to be honest, I think that he framed his comedy show the way he did to show support for the trans community to a degree. Mm-hmm. Because in, in his last stand-up, he told a whole joke about, you know meeting a trans person or meeting somebody that he was dancing with all night and when the lights came on he realized realized they was trans and the joke ended up with them still going home to together <laughs> he was like you know well we've been dancing all night uh what's the point of stopping you know type situation <laughs> so i mean i think that i think he crafted that show because of that like mm-hmm. that but he's a strong advocate but even if you are an advocate for something that you believe in but it can get you consequences you have to take that into account of how you act even if you don't believe that comedians should be censored if you say something that could lose you a tv show mm-hmm. because of that belief you you still gonna get the consequences from it just because you believe that you should be able to do it don't mean that you doing it like if you are willing to lose what you can lose from it do it the people who carry them tiki torches, I hope they was willing to lose what they were. One of them committed suicide because he wasn't willing to lose what he lost from being out there doing what he's doing. Our society is changing. It is not the same way it's always been, and it is only being different. If you hold on to such old ideals, you're going to fuck your life up. Indeed. You need to start figuring out how to... Uh, adjust your ideals into what the world is becoming. I'm not telling conservative people to become liberal. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, and I don't even want liberal people to go too far on that damn deep end of the spectrum. You know, like. <laughs> there is too liberal. We That's need to be in a moderate situation. It's people out here. 
libertarian taxation is theft. <laughs> how is tax How can you say taxation is theft and respect the system that the founding fathers put together? Because they don't want to create taxes. There is nothing in our world that says anything about taxes being wrong. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it, you can go too far on the end, too far in the in the lip uh, of the too far on the liberty end is anarchy. To be honest, you know what I'm saying. So I think everybody needs to look at what the fuck world we have and start adjusting shit to the world we have. I think. Adjusting those ideas is what will re- eliminate racism. Was what will eliminate conflict. Is what will eliminate crime. But right now we got this a uh, polarized view of the world where this side is all over here and everybody clicked up over here, and then this side is all clicked up over here, and that's how people getting shot and race and all this shit going on. Mm-hmm. Like need to consolidate this shit to a more moderate way of existing, and then we need to fucking kick out the fringe elements. But right now the fringe elements are pretty much all that exists and us in the middle ain't really being represented very well but you know monique you fucking up big time last thing i have um you have a planet fitness membership don't you i do okay you know that their slogan is that they're a judgment free zone yes man arrested at planet fitness for exercising nude claims he thought it was a judgment free zone okay <laughs> and of course when i went to look and see what he looked like because it's never somebody you want to see naked like the people that do shit like this that are in naked and inappropriate places it's never like a naked person you want to see it's always the people that you never would want to see naked and he looks like charles manson to me if I'm you look saying. up charles manson the beard the scraggly hair that's what he looks like and <laughs> listen, don't nobody want to be sitting on no machine after your butt cheeks been spread over the, the damn. Like, why would I want? You're supposed to wipe this. Ain't no level of clean. <laughs> what if he miss a spot? What if he? What is a booty disease? What if he got hepatitis? One of them hepatitises. I don't know. I don't want that. He was <laughs> when officers arrived. They found him there, completely nude, on his knees in a yoga type position. <laughs> so he he had, was spread wide open out here. <laughs> Some people just like being naked. He walked into the jail, stripped down at the door, then proceeded to walk back and forth a couple of times <laughs> before settling on the yoga mats. Witnesses who saw him doing his exercise nude were disgusted. <laughs> like i said there is not a thin line between i'm gonna go have me a workout and i'm gonna do this butt naked while everybody got clothes on is this is how you realize that people are crazy when those thin lines should be thick that's how you find out people are nuts jesus i just and i've gone to planet fitness i just i'm trying i try to put myself in the position of one of the people that's in there working out and this crazy motherfucker just come through the door and just get butt booty ass naked and start doing yoga i can just imagine like if i was working at red lobster behind the bar and somebody just came up to the bar and when they got up to close to the bar they stripped down butt naked and just sat there <laughs> i 
feel like I just stared him in the eyes. Like <laughs> I just stared him in the eyes. I don't even know. <laughs> like I feel like I would, I would feel for my life. That person is deeply mentally unstable. I ain't finna tell him. I'm going straight to the management. I'm gonna, I'm going to management and say there's somebody naked at the bar. <laughs> I'm going to ask them what would they like to drink. I don't get paid enough for my life to be in jeopardy confronting people. That's oh, always been, that is my, that was always, at Red Lobster, that was always my strategy. I ain't never, ever argue about something somebody wanted, something somebody had it. Like if a, if a guest asked me for something I didn't have an answer to, I'd be like, that's above my pay grade. Let me go get a manager. <laughs> because I will never tell a guest no. If they want something. Oh, Jesus. But sometimes you have to get a manager to approve things because they got to tell the kitchen to do stuff. I be like, that is above my pay grade. Let me go get a manager. Especially with conflict. Like we had a manager in Montgomery. It was this dude going off in him. And he was like, he told somebody to go get Thomas out of the kitchen. Thomas came up there and said, I ain't going to get my ass whooped for this man. <laughs> he was like, I live in the community with these folks. I'm going to go back to these dishes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what did he think I was going to do? You better call the police. And that's what they did. Because, so, this is a situation in which I applaud whoever was the one that was like I'm not finna go fuck with him in his yoga pose I'm just gonna call the police cause he obviously mentally unstable at this point so exactly. I ain't finna say shit I'm gonna dial 911 and be like there's some naked man here working out doing yoga <laughs> I can just see the employees just watching him get naked and be like it's gonna be a long day <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going up to him I ain't going up to him where the manager he ain't here Call the police. I ain't finna say shit. Like you gonna have to do man. something because, like, what's gonna happen is you gonna have all of these other people coming up to you. Do you see this nigga guy? Yeah. Are y'all gonna do something about it? Like, what? Like, ma'am, <laughs> he was willing to walk in here and get butt naked and not care. You think he care about our lives? <laughs> I mean, at least we know he ain't got no weapon on him. <laughs> but I'm still not trying to get choked to death by a butt naked man. <laughs> Planet Fitness is disrespectful. Oh. You know that, right? Why? Planet Fitness is for the person who going to have a membership and not really work out, but when you actually go to work out, they're going to have cupcakes at the front. That's rude as or fuck. Or pizza. That is rude as fuck. It's disrespectful. It ain't a real workout place. It's a place to keep you as a member. <laughs> that is so fucked up. I'm going to eat the calories I just burned off in pizza now. Thanks. You just don't realize how evil it is. People be like, oh, that's nice. No, it no. isn't. That's disrespectful and rude. Not at all. No. It is very I disrespectful. Now I came in here and worked out. I just re-ate the calories and pizza and cupcakes. <laughs> Jesus. So, Ving Rhames. Oh. You know Ving Rhames, don't you? Rames. The You know what? He I, got raped in Pope Fiction. I was just going to say, that is his most memorable role and i hate that i hate when i hear his name no he got another most memorable role holiday me. heart i mean no. no um baby boy oh yeah when he was jumping through the kitchen banging tyree's mama like why they i don't even know why they put that scene out there that movie came out while i had a stepdaddy uh. it was disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> 
your pops and your mama wasn't on that? I don't think they like after they made my little brother. I feel like them niggas ain't touched each other since they hate each other. <laughs> I feel like William twenty nine. I feel like twenty nine years ago was the last time they had sex with each other. So did that make William the reason they hate each other? No, I think that they already was hating each other and just my I, at that point, I guess it was just like fuck it on. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, the question. I don't know. The assumption comes up that I guess because you're a celebrity, you're somehow protected from the things that brown skin bring you. But there are some brown celebrities that believe that. You know, you had Lil Wayne saying <laughs> that. So. Lil Wayne was just trying to keep his fan base happy, I guess. But but people believe that you're protected from your brownness. Everybody... Still black? Listen, if <laughs> Vine... If Vean Rames was somewhere, it's a lot of people that will believe that he just looked like Vean Rames than he was Vean Rames. But what happened was There's a Vien, lot of white people who ain't even gonna know who Vean Rames yeah. is. But what Vean what happened with Vean Rames is that he was in an interview, I guess it's because of Mission Impossible, uh the new Mission Impossible, and they asked him, you know, what was his thoughts about race and whether it impacted him in his life. And he said just this year, he had one of his neighbors call the police on him at his house reporting that a big black man broke into the house next door broke into his own house yeah he oh, said okay. five police officers showed up and the captain and the captain recognized them and was like no okay everybody put your guns down but he opened the door to a gun in his face this year a celebrity and ain't no telling what neighborhood this is it's got to be a good and apparently they questioned the neighbor and they denied making the call Knowing that all of that is recorded. I was just finna say, how stupid are you that you don't know that 911 is recorded? But what Vane Rains was worried about is if it was his son Who and he would, came to the door with a famous. controller in his hand. Yeah, his son or a cell famous. phone in his hand. Like, or if it's just somebody else who went Vane Rains, or if that captain wasn't there and nobody recognized who he was. It in so many ways could have turned out bad. Why do white I, So it's alt white people. These alt white people. Here's my problem with this. Ving Rains probably did not just move into this house on yesterday. And so if that's the case, then he's been your neighbor and you have seen him enough to know he lives there. You see him go into this house and you call the police and say a big black man broke into the house next door. Did he kick the door in or did he put his key in the thing and turn it? Like, that's my problem with shit like that. Is like, he, how long has he been living in this neighborhood? You know what I'm saying? And this, you my neighbor. I can't even be at peace at home because my neighbor doing bullshit. The fuck? It's ridiculous. So, then you're going to say you didn't do it. But you do know how 911 works. As soon as they pick up your call, your address loads into the thing and your voice is recorded and what you said is recorded so how are you gonna say you didn't do it sir or ma'am i don't know it's stupid that is just terrifying you can't even i can't do shit while black can't live in my house can't go to the pool can't go barbecue in a park i probably i've talked about this on the show before but you know i work in the community I work with foster kids. The people who typically adopt foster kids or, or or have foster kids in their home 
are homes that are capable of accommodating multiple children and is usually a two-parent household. In the county I work in, most of those foster parents are, are white families because, you know, they are the families that, well, the county is predominantly white and then they are more financially capable than the black people in the county to do that. So when I'm dealing with foster kids, they're mostly white. And which means I have to go to communities that have four and five bedroom houses that are pretty nice communities that are pretty expensive. And I get either the police called or uh, the families called the fact they call the families one night because these little communities are really close knit. Like mm-hmm. they, they all know each other. So most of the time they call the family and say, Hey, it's a black man at your, at your house. And this has happened like four times that I know of, because when I walk up to the door, people from across the street can't see that I have a badge on people from across the street don't know the communication that I had with the family. But why you gotta it be it gotta be something nefarious just because you black. That's my issue. Like, okay, maybe you aren't who you are. Maybe you the I mean, it's so many reasons why somebody could be walking up to a door and knocking and but, you automatically assume it's some fuck but shit. But that's going a part on. of that black is a constant negative thing. Oh my God. If they if they met me, then they would take me out of black and they would wave at me every day when I come by there. But black when no other definitions come along with it is automatically not good and reagan started that propaganda you know what i'm saying as far as making black look bad on a minuscule scale you know in terms of using the media for that but that's the issue like and, and the thing you know what and what that means is I'll park at a gas station and call my client to make sure they at home before I just go to their house if they not there. Or instead of sitting on the steps or the porch, which some families will say, hey, just sit on the porch. We'll be there in a few minutes. I go back to my car and I'll leave and come back. Like it's made me shift how I actually and I don't make no big fuss about it. You know, I mean, it is what it is. We usually don't. That's living in America. Being black and living in America means you make adjustments. That's yeah. just what we have to do. That's what we've been doing for years and what we're going to continue to do. You just make adjustments. I have to be conscious of where I am at all times. I got to be aware of who is around me at all times. And I got to be aware of what I look like. I had a client who he's not from this country. So he he's from uh, Asia. So he didn't really have a, a deep understanding of... um of American racism and I went to the house to visit him one day and nobody came to the door and he said why didn't you look in the window I was in the living room and I said me looking in your window that would not look good to neighbors like I can't do that like if I were to look in your window people would think that I was surveying your house to possibly break in it and the police would be showing up yep and and so you know and, and he told me not I mean, I'm sure not aware is that like the neighbors who had been seeing me come up had been bringing it up to his stepdad that is some black man that's been coming to your your house. So I I just have to consciously be aware working in the communities that I work in that I'm I'm black and I'm gonna have reminders that I'm black whether I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, but you know, like I said, I don't make no big fuss about it. It is what it is. I can take it. Some people can't, but it don't bother me. 
It is what it is. I'm here for the kids. But uh, but yeah, so being a celebrity don't protect you from brownies. Um, Charlie got been on one of him said one of his songs said that just struggle on different planes. I mean, if all else is equal, you are less. Mm-hmm. To me and my white counterpart who make the same thing and have the same kind of life, to somebody, I'm less than that person. You know, and if you are a billionaire to another billionaire, uh, the brown billionaire in the whole billionaire's club is less than somehow. Or they're going to look at them and wonder what their story was. Like, they're not going to, like, they would look at their other, they white billionaire friends and not wonder how they became a billionaire, but they look at the black one and be like, how did you get here? You know, mm-hmm. how did you make your money with this situation? It's, it's really a very complicated existence, but, but that's all I had about the, uh, Veen range. That's all I, I got. I don't have anything else. Nothing else on your mind? Um, my dog shat all over my house. You always talking about your dog shit. Not all over the house. I mean, <laughs> I don't see why the specifics matter. Because it was in my house and in my carpet. Sh- shitting outside is fine. I expect dogs to do that. I don't expect you to have liquidy, runny shit in my carpet for like almost a you week. You did it to yourself. How did I do it to myself? You chose to have a dog. That I didn't know that he was going to develop explosive diarrhea randomly. Listen, if you are going to get a pet, you need to go on ahead and accept that there is a, a 10% of their life, you gonna be cleaning up shit you ain't want to be cleaned Ugh. up. Period. Or pulling tennis balls out somebody's booty. It was rope. Rope? Yes. It was a tennis ball on the end of the rope, right? He didn't eat the tennis ball. I know, but I'm just saying I'm trying to figure out why I got tennis ball correlated to that. I don't know. Something but happened with a tennis ball. He ate a tennis ball. Oh, like I, Well, not ate it. I thought that he would, you know, I was playing fetch with him. And he destroyed the tennis ball. That was different. Yeah. No, that rope was just a rope that he chewed and swallowed and it came out whole. And I had to pull it out. And so he's not allowed to have rope toys. Anytime I'm in a pet store and they're like, you know, maybe you should try. No. Step away from the ropes. I'm not going to buy no ropes. I have PTSD when it comes to that shit. He does not get anything rope-like. Because I'm not pulling no more threads out of asses. Not. Okay. You're going to clean up boo-boo if you're a pet owner. Not this kind. Though. It was liquid. It was like... You're going to clean it up? I'm like, yeah, gonna, I'm not going to live in a shit. You're going to have hard doo-doo all their life. Just like you don't. <laughs> I go in the toilet and flush it. Well, we advanced creatures. <laughs> I cleaned up. And as I'm cleaning up, this nigga went and shit somewhere as I'm cleaning up. He was sick. But still and the reason he was motherfucking sick is because he eat every goddamn thing i buy expensive dog food so that they have good digestive issue or good digestive uh processes and then you go out here and while i'm walking you and eat some bullshit you found on the ground like you a goddamn stray and get sick and have sound liquid like, shit that i gotta clean up sound now. like dog owner responsibilities to keep this stuff out of them dogs mouth i can't 
can't watch them. I got two dogs that are walking. I can't watch them every well, second. you, I guess when you have a baby that pick up the razor blade, you're going to blame that on the baby, huh? The razor blade ain't going to be. I don't. The razor blade in my house is something I have control over. People dropping shit outside. I don't know where people going to be dropping stuff at. You can put a muzzle on them things when they go out there. <laughs> you can make decisions, Red, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Quit acting like ain't nothing. Then I you have can do. white people calling the um, folks on me because she, she has those dogs out there in that heat with a muzzle on. Ooh, they can I barely dog, breathe. I saw a dog at Pepper Place with a choke chain. I was like, Oh, these dog. One of these dog owners gonna get you. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Pepper Place is full of people with dogs. It was one of them bad choke chains too. It ain't Ooh. one that just. It ain't the ones that just kind of tighten up. It's the one that had the metals prongs that dig into. That's that dig so into it. mean. I was like, <laughs> I ain't finna be the one, but one of these dog owners that see that choke chain, they gonna get your ass. Yep, I would have probably been one of those people. <laughs> don't I get mean, the goddamn dog if you can't control it without almost killing it. Then you don't need the dog. You this only way you can keep Fido calm. Then you don't need Fido. That's a error on your part you, as an owner. How do you keep your kids calm if that's the case? God, I hate to see what the chill. Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if nothing else on your mind, uh, until we come to the next conversation, we out. Holla.